You're listening to On Purpose with Tyrone Ross, brought to you by the Coindesk Podcast Network. This show is for advisors, by advisors, on all things crypto, and we appreciate you. And now, here's Tyrone. All right. How is everybody doing? Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you all. You could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you are here with me to chop it up on all things FA space and Bitcoin. So let me just start off by saying this episode is geared around something that hit close to home, to be honest, about a recent announcement that we made at OnRamp that Lex Sokolin, I'm proud to say, is an advisor and investor to OnRamp. But what we've been doing is we've been putting these announcements out with quotes from those that have come on board as advisors. And Lex's announcement made quite a stir. I don't want to focus too much on his quote so much as I want to focus on two of the things that were brought up. One, are financial advisors missing crypto? And are they doing a disservice to their clients by continuing to sit on the sidelines and or ignore it. So let me start off by saying that this goes right in that fire your financial advisor because they're not putting you in Bitcoin bucket. Like normal, when Bitcoin runs up, there's a lot. And when it goes down, there are a lot of people who have opinions, very strong opinions. Financial advisors take a lot of heat on this, of course, as fiduciaries and having a responsibility putting the best interests of the clients first. There's a lot that goes into why financial advisors are hesitant here, why I said they will be the last in the pool. Um, But I want to read Lex's quote and we will discuss again what came out of it more importantly than the quote itself. So the quote says, financial advisors missed a $1 trillion in capital appreciation for their clients over the last decade. The broad automation of digital wealth has upgraded investment infrastructure, but the asset classes to which regular people are exposed. The rest is about on-ramp, and I won't go into that. The part that got people was just that one word, missed. And what I wanted to do was, again, this is everything I do is for advisors and by advisors, right? So I think this is in defense of the financial advisor space and shout to Ronnie Colvin and Courtney Randstrom and a few other folks that took us to task on that. And I wanted to make some things clear and address it because I think it's really important because again, I am a financial advisor and I think that we are taking the brunt of this and I have to defend us from both sides, right? Because I am in the middle. I've always said me personally, that right now, the best thing that financial advisors can do is arm themselves, is simply be conversant, be ready to have the conversation with clients about it. Whether you don't like it or whether you do, that's not for me to say. We all run different practices. We all serve different demographics. We all use different technology. We all focus on different asset classes. But you should be conversant. I feel like that's a fiduciary responsibility to be conversant. So when a client comes to you, say, Mr. and Mrs. Client, this is why we're not putting, you know, you or our other clients into Bitcoin or crypto assets right now because of this, this, this and this. I think that's the way to go. I also think advisors that are conversant and want to have the conversation. It's a really good opportunity 
to grow your practice and market yourself well and say, look, we're being constructive about this. We're not there yet, but we are looking at it. For advisors that do want to dip their toe in the water, there is guidance around that, right? The SEC says it's not a security. The IRS says it's property. The CFTC says that it's a commodity. Now it would be great if the SEC and the CFTC got together and made a joint statement. But also the SEC updated their qualified custodian update in November and said, hey, here's what we think in terms of qualified custody. You make the decision, Mr. and Mrs. Financial Advisor, and you let us know why. Same thing with those crypto assets that you are giving advice on. We're going to lean on you for why you chose them, your methodology, so on and so forth. So there's something here on both sides. So I think for me, I always said I'd never told a financial advisor, you need to put your clients in this. First of all, again, we're still dealing with building the infrastructure. Secondly, we needed more, you know, regulatory clarity. Three, making sure advisors understand what they need to do from a compliance standpoint. All of these things would give one to have pause if you are a fiduciary, 100%. But what I always said was be conversant. Make sure that you understand the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum, understanding all of the different exchanges and where your clients are holding this stuff away from you because they are. But to simply dismiss it and call it names and so on and so forth when people are seeing it all over the news and Paul Tudor Jones and all these other people, names that they know and you know are investing in it, it starts to become a situation where they look at the advisor and go, well, how are you ignoring this? And to be honest, risk-adjusted returns over one, five, 10-year periods is the best performing asset class, Bitcoin that is. So it's, it's worth looking at. And that's it, looking at. So have advisors missed the opportunity? Well, it, it all depends on what that financial advisor is doing with their clients and how they're working with their clients and the goals of that client. So no one can say that they missed on something. Has there been an opportunity to capture that upside that those financial advisors that were looking to could have? Absolutely. But again, there were, you know, the space has matured over the years with the infrastructure and it takes some time for financial advisors to get up to speed and the research and the education and everything else and to feel comfortable giving holistic financial planning advice around this. Are they doing a disservice by continuing to ignore it and sit on the sidelines? To me, that is a hard no. For me, I feel like any financial advisor that feels as though Bitcoin is going to help him win clients or any advisor that feels like she is going to be able to grow a a billion dollar business because of Bitcoin, I don't agree with that. What I do say is most financial planners that I know and financial advisors that are really good at what they do, they help clients achieve their financial goals, help them retire, send their kids to college, help them buy their first home, pay down student loans. Bitcoin is not going to make or break that. The other thing is my mentor says, right, if you are looking for people that are chasing returns, they aren't going to be good clients. And they will leave you for the next hot thing. So as I talk to you right now, on a Wednesday, January 27th, they would have left you because of Bitcoin because you haven't put them in GameStop. 
So I think that's something to keep in mind as we start to look at this. So no, I don't think they're doing their clients a disservice. You're doing a disservice if you dismiss it, if you don't have conversations around it, if you continue to act like it's going away, because it's not. Educating yourself, educating your clients is paramount. The actual process of putting them into it, I don't think you're doing a client, your clients a disservice if you sit on the sidelines and continue to say, well, we're, we're being constructive about this. We need to learn more. But I also don't think financial advisors that are doing it should be attacked either because they see an opportunity. They want to be trailblazers here. And there is guidance. There is infrastructure. There are tools and resources that allow a financial advisor to remain within their fiduciary responsibility to clients and still make Bitcoin and Ether part of that conversation. Anything beyond that starts to get muddy waters a bit, but I definitely feel like there is enough for financial advisors on both sides to hold the line. If you don't want to put your clients into this, fantastic. But there's enough out there to say, yep, I probably shouldn't. If you do want to put your clients into it, there's enough there to say, all right, I know where the guardrails are. I know what the opportunities are. I know what the returns are. There's enough data and research for some high quality sources, and I'm going to do it. Here is where the rubber meets the road. What a lot of financial advisors don't understand that are still on the fence is that there are a lot of resources out there, whether it's how to look into whether the markets are manipulated, how to look into the volatility, how to look into some fundamentals on how to actually value this, right? Fidelity Digital Assets data did, you know, some studies and that was some of their concerns for institutional investors. Bitwise released a report and one of the things that financial advisors are still concerned about is the regulatory clarity and, you know, also the volatility. So these are all things that financial advisors have to get educated on. This all goes back to education. If the average financial advisor is not aware of Glassnode, if they're not aware of coin metrics, if they're not aware of SKU, if they're not aware of all these different tools and resources that are out there to start to get up to speed on this, it is then going to be very hard for them to even start to have conversations or feel comfortable. The next layer underneath that is just basic education on blockchain. What is the difference between a Bitcoin blockchain and the Ethereum blockchain, right? The storage issues. How do I make sure that I am not liable or culpable for whatever happens with the client's Bitcoin? How do I start to even begin to have the conversation with clients? Where do I start? These are all things that need to be addressed. And I think if that is addressed, this podcast being one, then I think more financial advisors will feel comfortable saying, OK, I want to be conversant. Again, the actual portfolio allocations, the actual investment management is a long way off. There's a reason why I say that RIAs are going to be the last in the pool wealth managers, broker dealers, your Merrills, your Goldman's, because of what financial advisors have to deal with. 
yes, fiduciary responsibility to a client, but also they're you for your your license get dinged. You have issues because of this. And then what happens? Right. Not only are you dealing with an issue here, but your career could be on the line. So career risk here is a lot different than it is in any other space. And if you remember on the very first episode of the On Purpose podcast, Josh Brown said there's going to be an advisor that gets sued into the Stone Age and we're all going to learn from that. So I think a lot of advisors now and those that are older and more experienced are looking at the landscape and saying, all right, well, let's just see what happens here. Not only with price, not only with research and education, not only with products and tools, but also at those that have gone over the fence first, what happens with them? And I think that's also what's happening here. So when you look at everything in totality, what we're seeing now is financial advisors start to pay more attention. As I said, during this massive run-up, I got more text messages, emails from financial advisors than I did in 2017. It's all financial advisors now. Not too many uh, family and friends, which is telling. But I also think if the drum is constantly being beat that they're seeing on Twitter from fire your financial advisor and your financial advisor is doing you a disservice by not putting you into Bitcoin. And by the way, there are some financial advisors and RIAs that feel that way and they have a right to feel that way. I don't. I've gone on record saying this, but I think. The disservice is to not be conversant. The disservice is to ignore it. The disservice is to not act as though this is something that is having a major effect, not only on our business, but financial services overall. Tying this up, I will say this. I think what financial advisors and folks outside need to understand right now, it's not as simple as an advisor just simply going and buying. Bitcoin for a client. Every financial advisor needs to reprofile their client when they walk in the door and say they have an interest in crypto. Their risk tolerance, investor policy statements, financial plans. It's not as simple as just saying, okay, well, let's just buy it. There also needs to be some true understanding of what the SEC says, of what FINRA says, right? FINRA says, hey, guys, if you're doing anything with it, just document it. Let us know. We need to know. If you hold it personally, let us know. Updating, you know, your ADVs, your ENO insurance, all of these different things, making sure that there are so many things in place before you even endeavor to step out and make an investment recommendation to a client or publicly state these things. All of these things need to happen. I lean towards advisors having pause. I lean towards them taking their time for themselves and their clients and their practice because of how hard it is in this business to get people to trust you. You don't want to be someone who's just out screaming about something that you don't really know about. So I want to make it clear. Do I see the opportunity? Obviously. Have I taken the career risk? Obviously. Should most advisors be doing nothing? Yes. I've said this multiple times. You should not be doing anything. You should be learning about the tools, the resources, getting educated, starting to update your internal documents, policies and procedures, making sure that you are getting educated, your team, your investment committee, your CFPs, making sure that all of this stuff 
is taken care of. So now when a client asks a question, you can give them articles and podcasts and resources and you can do webinars. And if you do that, again, as my mentor says, if you add value, if you think to answer the questions that a client didn't even ask and have a really good answer for them, you'll never want for business. And you'll have clients that love you and trust you because you are looking out for their best interests at all times. And that's true fiduciary responsibility, by the way. The best interests of the client all times with all things. That's really, really important here. And I think another talk that I will get into at some point as well is I think we just need to answer this question. What is a fiduciary and what is an advisor's fiduciary responsibility when it comes to crypto? I think these are two things, two separate things that I'm going to bring some folks on and we'll discuss for you guys to listen to, because I think that is something that needs to be delved into in great detail. Uh, But that's all I got. Uh, Thank you to everybody that uh, chimed in on Twitter. It was good banter. Civil discourse is great. There's nothing wrong with disagreement. Again, for all the advisors out there, the best thing you could do is learn, educate yourself. We don't have to be Lord of the Flies eating one another. Want to end by saying this, if you can and you made it this far, when you log off here, no kid hungry, feeding America, let's make sure that we feed a hungry child. The greatest amount of people living in poverty in this country are children, and we need to fix that. Everyone be blessed, be well, love and light to you. I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.